0: Wrestling is trash. Wrestling is trash. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Nonsensical Wrestling Podcast where we talk about wrestling past, present, and possibly the future. This is Wrestling is Trash, episode 150. It is episode 150. I'm Lou from the BX, host of the Everything Podcast, co-host of Wrestling is Trash, if you don't already know. And we are here with you on another Trash Tuesday to talk the wrestles. So now that you know who I am, I'm gonna pass the mic to the right or to the my left, your right. We'll still haven't figured this out after 150 <laughs> we'll,
1: episodes. We'll get there eventually. What up everyone? Nick it back for episode 150. Kind of crazy to think about 150. Um we've been going in for a while now on this show. So as always, as we say every week, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um but I don't know about you guys. But me personally, we just had a hell of a weekend. I wouldn't even say, I guess, a whole weekend. Well, you could argue weekend with how much wrestling programs on TV now. But yeah. hell of a weekend, especially Sunday of wrestling. We're excited to talk about Sunday's wrestles and a little more with you guys today. Absolutely.
0: So, just uh, kind of bouncing off of what Nick was saying about episode 150, you know, nothing special planned. We'll do you know when we get if and when we get to 200 the plan is to get there we'll 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 probably do something for the bicentennial but you know 150 is just 150 uh we're happy to be here uh just uh shout out to all of those who came before us this show has gone through many iterations in the past and uh the father of this podcast rambling rob shout out to him shout out to dan dinkins shout out to frequent guests on the show carl um uw o'brien uh, I can't. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. People, big Mike, rope, squishy Mike, uh, Dreamcast King, uh, everybody. and everybody, everybody who's helped out, everyone who's you know come by and had a good time with us because we always have a good time talking wrestling. So, just thank you to everyone. Thank you again. We just really appreciate you guys. So, hopefully, here's to another 150 from the Yeti, the Red Yeti Cup. Here's to one. Here's to another. <laughs> Bing. So as the great Nicholas was saying, this weekend was packed full of wrestling and it seems like that's just going to be the way it is from now on because we have a Saturday show now (laughs) that we got to deal with. Plus we missed an episode last week. We apologize to all of you for that. That was kind of mostly my fault because I actually had an episode in the can, but last weekend was kind of crazy here and I didn't get a chance to actually sit down and record a show. Plus Honestly, doing the show alone sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did once one doing, time. And yeah, it's different.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's you know, you think you're going to sit there and and, and and do an editorial or whatever. And it's just kind of like you start getting cotton mouth because you're just talking and talking and talking nonstop. And you just it's I don't find it fun at all. But sometimes, you know, every once in a while, if I have a lot of stuff or if I have a particular... You know topic or something kind of like a, you want to sit on the soapbox for a minute or if nick has an idea or something we'll do one but uh for the most part when things like that happen uh i usually at least let you guys know um and i did not do that this week so i apologize i actually realized that not the last episode we did but the one before i didn't even post it on the instagram page <laughs> <laughs> like i didn't even do the instagram post which is so easy because i already have all the text and i have the picture. All I got to do is open Instagram, put the picture, paste the shit, and press send. And I didn't even do that. So, again, uh, and with that being said, we still got 216 views or something. Yeah. You guys, bro, you guys are killing it. Absolutely killing it. We thank you so much. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, guys. Some news has been happening lately. Uh, We got a couple little things for you. One of the things that we did see a few days ago was there were apparently, according to the reports, several talents who were not happy with Vince's changes on SmackDown. Nick Khan and Triple H were also not happy with the outcome, and a big meeting had been scheduled later in the week to kind of address these issues. Um, And that was, I think, what, early Monday
1: morning? Yeah, because I think it came out Saturday because SmackDown, like, wasn't a bad episode. So one thing I've noticed is, and I don't know if I say I noticed this because I hear this stuff on Twitter before I watch it, but, like, you could definitely tell Friday was a fucking last second episode. Like, you could just tell, like, it felt rushed, like, or, you know, you could just get that feeling. And then... Yeah, I guess they were having a meeting. I don't know. I guess over the weekend or Monday or something. Because then, if you look at Raw, there wasn't like too much shit we didn't see online. At least of oh, this changed the last second. This changed, and it was a decent episode. We were saying that yeah. offline on the pre-show. It was a decent episode. We got to see NXT, but uh, I don't know, man. I think this is eventually. You know what it's like. I'm trying to think. It'd be like this, and this is like the perfect example because it's actually true. And I know I would get aggravated. So I'll, I'll pretend I'm Triple H here. If I inherited a business from my father and in the beginning, no one's around, no one's around, it's just me, 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 then my dad's sick of being retired, comes around and he's going to probably throw in a thing or two and me being like my his son, I'm not going to say anything or I'm just going to go with it. You know, hey, this was his business forever. But then you reach that break point where it's like, I motherfucker, like this is mine now. And I think that's what Triple H and Nick Khan hit. Like it's funny. funny? Whoa. Oh, you're good.
0: No, it's funny because you know, like over the years, what's the one thing we've heard about Vince McMahon? What's the one thing that he respects? Like when someone comes up to him and they go, Listen, no, I don't know. This is what I want. Let's try this. If it doesn't work, whatever. But this is the idea. Let's go. That's that's been a constant over the decades like we've heard stone cold jericho said something to that similar extent kevin Knowles, i think had a situation like that the rock where they were like no motherfucker i want it like this and it may not work but let's at least try it he goes all right go make me money the That's, new day. he respects that you know what i mean so Maybe Triple H is just being, I'm using this word, but I'm not calling him a pussy, but maybe he's just pussyfooting around, like trying to not step on toes and kind of like, you know, it's a lot. You got Endeavor in the background and all these new owners and you got a restructuring of the CFOs and all that shit. So no, there's a lot of people and I don't know how it works internally. I don't know if there's people coming and going and, you know, showing up backstage. I, I, I don't know. So maybe he's just trying to be political, but maybe he needs to be like, listen, motherfucker, go home. I got this shit. What are you doing? Like, get the fuck out of here. The show's written. Why are you rewriting it? Like, maybe he needs to man up or something.
1: I don't know, yeah, bro. Because but- Vince, Vince, when he did Pat McAfee's show last year, he literally said, like, I enjoy confrontation. Not like confrontation and, oh, let's fight, but I enjoy confrontation. And, like, I think the best example – now, granted, it's a lot easier for us to sit here and say this because they don't write our checks, right? right. So it's easier to beg up, like, oh, well, this is what I would do. This is what I would do. But, like, the New Day, I think, the most recent – and AJ Styles, New Day and AJ Styles, they're the most recent best examples. Because look when the New Day finally said something to Vince. Now look at the New Day. You know what I mean? Yeah. They two out of three became world champions because of being in the New Day. And then look at AJ Styles. Like he hasn't been WWE champion in a lo- like a couple of years, but he they gave him over a year title reign and he's a grand slam champion. And it's like, yeah. Cause Vince McMahon said he needed a fucking bulldog. And AJ's like, i right, motherfucker, Like I'll show you. And he did um, yeah. crazy. Cause Vince didn't really know who AJ Styles was. I think we've said right. that, that before. Yeah. That that's insane. Cause like <laughs> I saw this funny thing. It was a, uh, it's a page like, who makes like fun of like each company and little things like but it's like Vince McMahon and I was reading it in the beginning and I was like, All right, kinda makes sense and it's like word in WWE is Vince McMahon is very high on Will Ospreay and wants to bring him in. I was gonna ask
0: you I was and bring gonna ask him into you. the
1: company as yeah. a manager.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i was was gonna gonna ask you if you've heard of that account vitz mcmahon's thoughts and that's that's the twitter account that tweeted that because i saw that shit earlier today yeah is that the one because it actually looked legit for a second
1: yeah it always says pal at the end
0: yeah 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 Yeah. yeah. and it has this picture it has the mustache picture as the default
1: and i was just like bro, honestly because it was a little paragraph and like half of it in the beginning seems like accurate So it's like, okay, like I could see, I could see why Vince McMahon would be high on a Will Ospreay and want to bring him in. And then as a manager, I was like, what the fuck?
0: Because I see a lot of these Twitter accounts and I have a bad habit of sometimes just not even reading the name anymore. I just read I start reading the tweet. So I was reading that and I was like, Oh, of course they want Will Ospreay now, bro. Fuck. Yeah, of course. And then I'm like getting mad. Which I don't even know why I'm getting mad, because I you know, uh, it would be great for him. But then as I kept reading, I was like, oh, wait, who the fuck is this? And I look and it's like Vince McMahon thoughts. I'm like, ah, okay. Yeah, I've seen this guy before. Because yeah,
1: <coughs> excuse me, but uh, Will Ospreay said in the scrum, right, this is his last year of the, like, indie shows. So he'll probably just do big things. So, yeah, obviously we're going to dive into that. I don't want to go. But yeah, I think Vince, man, like we, we, we preach just enough, but it's like I guess to top it off, in my opinion, it's, I think it's two things, man. I think because of that sale coming, Vince wants to be involved. And it's yeah. like point ten percent of me, like gets that, like gets it. As much as I hate to say it, it's like, oh, but I get it. But it's like, brother, since Triple H took over, every pay-per-view has been the highest grossing of that pay-per-view ever. And Nikon, got to give Nikon his credit in this shit too, because he's the reason like Bad Bunny and shit was around. But like that, then it's like you like uh, Sean Ross Sapp tweets it all the time, like Louisville, Kentucky, highest grossing SmackDown in this town ever. Fucking Evansville, Indiana, highest grossing Raw, and it's like, dog, you can just sit there and make zillions doing nothing. Yeah. Like, that, I feel that's everyone's dream. I don't know about you. That's me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Passive income. That's everybody's... Uh, that's what everybody wants. It's passive yeah, income. It's like,
1: And it's not like he didn't do it for a long time. He did it for a long time. And I get it. If he wants to go to shows like the big shows, if he wants to be at a Mania, cool. Rumble, cool. Get it. It's a big show. Or, oh, they're in the Northeast. Well, you live in Connecticut, so you want to go to the show at MSG or Connecticut or Boston. Get it. You're over there, but... Which I guess that's what he's doing, right? I think all this shit's happening remotely, which is probably even yeah. more annoying, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, yes, probably. I don't know, man. We'll just have to see. see I feel like on.
0: I feel like the thing with Vince, too, is like, I, I think, like, he thinks that if he stops, like, he's just going to wither away and die. Because, you know, you've heard that thing about, like, elderly people who, like, work until, like, they're, yeah 66 67 into their 70s they're working because they're like well what am i gonna do i'm gonna go home i'm gonna sleep an extra six hours then my body's gonna start fucking cramping up and shit because of the bed and then i'm fucking gonna die because i'm just doing nothing so i don't know if maybe he feels something like that he's just gonna kind of
1: that wouldn't <clears throat> shock me
0: like what else does he have i mean he's got his grandkids and all that and his his wife Or i, I don't even know if he's still with linda i have no fucking idea yeah, I'm um, kind
1: of curious
0: about that, to be honest. <laughs> but that's the weirdest relationship ever. But I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit of that. And then what you said, too, rings rings true also, because we had a report here from Mike Johnson from PW Insider. and He said that uh, last night's Raw had a lot of Vince McMahon fingerprints on the show, much like last week's SmackDown. And it said, while Vince McMahon has been remotely influencing WWE programming since WrestleMania... The belief among some we've spoken to is that influence is likely to grow in the coming weeks and months as the Endeavor acquisition gets closer to being finalized. So maybe what you're saying is true is like as he's getting closer to this, you know, they quarterize this this deal or whatever, he's just gonna keep putting more and more. But my thing is like what's gonna happen if you don't change shit? Like, are you gonna you're not gonna lose money? Like, you're not going to lose money. You're not going to lose ratings because of... And now, granted, last week they advertised a world championship title match between Seth Rollins. Well, he had an open challenge, and we thought it was going to be Gargano or whatever. Turns out that it was going to be Tommaso Ciampa who was going to answer the open challenge. And then he was going to lose, obviously, because you're not going to have him beat Seth Rollins. And Vince changed that to the Finn Balor beat down and then he had Tommaso Champa come back and beat the shit out of the Miz now if you ask me those two calls were the right call because yeah. we were talking about this open challenge shit with the title and it's like get him into a feud stop this open challenge shit like it'll mean more for the title if you're feuding with someone who's a credible threat instead of just going ah anybody wants a shot come take a shot like you're not Orange mm-hmm. Cassidy bro so now that you you at the same time that you do that, you're building up Finn Balor as a credible threat because now he's like back to old Finn, where he's just like attacking you out of nowhere. He's doing those dark promos, and that worked. And then the Tomasa thing also worked, not to the greatest extent, but it definitely worked. He came back, he beat the shit out of the Miz. Which poor Miz, like that guy's the last four, well, five, six. Well, the Miz weeks,
1: beat the, the Miz beat the shit out of him last
0: night. Oh Jesus, really? <laughs> yeah. All right, so well I guess they're gonna feud, but anyway, what I was what I was saying was that at least for a bit in that aspect, mm-hmm. it made sense to do those changes, and that's fine. But if you're just going and going, no, no, I don't, I don't want this. I'm just because like that. I, I, I don't understand. Like I don't understand that shit. Just changing shit because yeah. you feel like it.
1: I'll say this about Vince because he took he he left. What what was it? July of last year, right? Yeah that's when like he stepped down. When he does shit good, it's good. But when he does shit bad, it's bad. And I'm trying like an example, like if you think of WrestleMania last year, so in 2022. Like there was no need for Roman and Brock to be in that match to unify the titles.
0: Yeah.
1: Like there wasn't. You know what I mean? But there were other storylines on that card that were, like, good. Like, he did the Cody thing good. Like, the Cody and Seth thing was very, very done well. So, it's like, you get that right, and then, but then this, like, you punt. to like, you're saying like that. Like, I'm, because Triple H, I think, wanted Ciampa to come back and have, like, a good 20-minute match. Yeah. But he was gonna lose, and, like, I get it. If you're gonna lose to anyone, it's the world champion, but like, hey, man. Especially if we're about to be seeing these apparent reports. I don't know if it's fan generated more, but how we might get DIY and versus the, uh, Sammy and KO. Yeah. Like, that's not how this should be going. So, I don't know. I think my man's just got to gotta call it. But, like you said, though, like, he made the right call there. I guess, yeah, because that was another thing I read, that they're very high on Judgment Day. Like, very, very high right now on Judgment Which, if you really think about it, I think, personally, I think Seth's going to win, and we'll dive into that at some point. But... I think Finn's has looked good in this. He's a, he's looked like the competitor. Damian's obviously in the Money in the Bank did the good yeah. show, bad bunny. Yeah, Don, they're high. They're Don. high on
0: Judgment Day. How about you stop beating Damian Priest? <laughs> stop yeah. beating this guy.
1: Yeah, 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 boy. Because he fought what Cody last night. I That's think. one
0: thing I don't understand. I don't know what happened last night um, as far as him because I didn't watch Raw. You guys, I just caught. I definitely watched Carmelo, um, and I caught a couple things here and there, but I don't watch the whole show. But um. <clears throat> Yeah, Damian got beat in that tag team match. He took the pinfall. It's was like, you didn't need to have Mm -hmm. him do that. Um, And it's just like, one thing I don't like is when, especially like, look, like last night, Carmelo Hayes showed up, had a match with Finn Balor. He's a champion. Finn is not. But you can't have Finn lose because he's about Mm -hmm. to wrestle Seth on the pay-per-view for the title. But then you're going to beat your NXT champion, and he's got a title match tonight against uh uh what's it baron corbin yeah (laughs) baron fucking corbin he's got to wrestle baron corbin the great unpowerful baron corbin tonight have you seen what he's been wrestling in i saw him wrestling in like boxer shorts last week or something i think he's just trying to figure shit out the fuck is going on with this guy it's Uh,
1: better than the happy corbin gear i'll say that
0: I, I, i don't get it but again I just don't like that thing where you beat your champion and then he's defi- I don't know. That's not that just a little nitpicky thing with me, but um you know, supposedly the show was good last night and it did have changes, so I don't know. I'm a, I'm for changes if they make sense, but just don't be fucking getting the script and changing shit because you feel like it. Like that just I don't know.
1: I don't think every show needs to have a change. Well, speaking of changes mm. let's move on. One thing that has not changed Fightful reported, as we had the great Forbidden Door pay-per-view on Sunday, that Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and CM Punk were kept on separate sides of the building during Forbidden Door. I don't want to stay on this forever, but to me, just common sense. And the reason I say it's childish, yes. And the fact that it's even being reported is like whatever, but that's realistically (laughs) the first time these, whatever, four or five people... We're in the same building since then obviously I would probably have done the same thing yeah just keep them on separate sides and then eventually it's just all gonna buff out
0: yeah it's it's I just I understand that like I get you know especially with Forbidden door because you got new Japan talent there you got new Japan officials there and, and owners you don't want to mm-hmm. like you have to be very careful about. Like, respect and and all these other things with with a different, basically different culture and shit. So, I get that. You don't want to have any people fighting back there or people punching each other or super kicking each other or whatever, for real. But that shit's so fucking (laughs) corny. Like, this shit's corny, bro. Like, you guys are all grown, bro. You're running a business. You're at a pay-per-view. Like...
1: Thing. Well did you? Because we, didn't, man we didn't up get to talk about it. Did you, we didn't get to talk about it but did you see how like Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer like made it a big deal that punk was at dynamite? Yeah. And like and then Meltzer said like the thing like there was one talent, I guess, one top star that was, was not, not happy, happy or whatever. That, that punk was at dynamite. And like we were saying offline, this is just our thoughts on Dave Meltzer. I don't think you guys will really care, but He is definitely pro Bucks, like Omega, like you know what I mean? Because they made it seem like punks in the building, like if he's like a fucking, you know what I mean? Like if he's going to come in there and actually start kicking heads in or something. Like, yo, it was Dynamite in Chicago. If I was Tony Khan and this dude just returned, I don't care. Because if there's one thing you can guarantee in life, AEW Dynamite could be in Chicago every week of the year. And CM Punk would still get a massive pop each time. But I would have done the same thing too. You know, I thought it was funny. He's like, I'm a collision guy. I shouldn't be here. Yeah, I shouldn't even be
0: here. But (laughs) one thing I found funny, and I forgot the Twitter account that tweeted this, but it was like, I read it and I was like, damn, you know what? That's facts, bro. Is that it was a picture of CM Punk (laughs) and it was a picture of the elite, uh, Kenny Omega and the Bucks. And the picture said, the one on top, which was CM Punk, the one on top showed up to a hostile environment with a smile on his face and embraced the the booing. And the ones on the bottom couldn't even show up to the event live because they didn't want to get booed. And it was like a picture of CM Punk and it was a picture of the lead on the bottom, basically saying, look at CM Punk. He showed up at Toronto and he got a match. He got a match on the, the pay-per-view. And he had a great match, which we'll get into later. Um, mm-hmm. And he took the booze in, and he smiled, and he played to the off the crowd, and he he did his whole thing. Not even in a heelish nature; it was just like, "I'm taking it, a, and I'm here."
1: As much as people don't want to hear this, who don't are uh, we're pro punk, mind you. Yeah. where I'd like to think we are. Um, he's a professional. Yeah. Yes, he has his moments where he can be a little. Punkish, I guess you would yeah. say, but you know, I don't know. They just need to. This isn't going to drop. That's the thing. Like all in, the next time they should realistically all be in the same building is all in, and something's going to get reported at all in. Like, up, uh, yeah. CM Punk and the Bucks were at separate hotels. It's like who gives a fuck? Yeah, who, who gives a fuck? a
0: fuck? Like, who cares, bro?
1: And that's what pissed me off because I think we said this before. Like that was. It was the Day of Forbidden Door, and that's what was being reported. Yeah. yeah, for real. And it's either people are reaching for stories, or people just don't want this to get buried. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, that's all I really had to say on that. I just had, well, I just figured we, I wanted to throw that in there, not to report it or speculate until I just had to say, like, all right, now this is just getting obnoxious. Um, Then what we got next here in the news. So... I guess Lou and I we talked about this off air, so just listen to what we say before we go into this. So, Tony Storm on Sunday defended the AEW title against Willow. They had a good match. She retained. You now the Outcasts were involved. The whole thing. We're going to dive into that part. Um, but as Tony was walking up the stage, she called her a cow. And then the tweet said, "Let's hear them defend this." Now I'll give my piece first, so if I'm the heel here, but um, one I'll let Lou speculate on the the one side of the word cow because he he did the research, found this. So. Yeah. But and I don't like saying this, and it might be easier to say this because you know I I'm not whatever bigger or whatever, so people who live might be like blah oh, blah blah. But when you and one as we said off, yeah, I don't even think Will is like that big. Like yeah. she's really not. And, it's
0: delicious to me. I mean, it, I. But it's like, <laughs> just it's like delicious. It rest,
1: in, in wrestling in general, if you have, uh, I, I can't think of the right word that I want to say, but if you have something to heal, especially the heel can use to their advantage, like they're going to, like, do we not remember in 2015 when Alexa bliss, who in this, that situation was worse and no one made it a big deal. Cause Every year it gets worse, but right. Alexa Bliss was fighting Nia Jax. One girl, Alexa Bliss, who is the heel, who we can all agree is a smaller human than Tony Storm, and Nia Jax, who's definitely bigger than Willow. And what do you think they hit on the storyline? Yep, they dove into that. Now Nia knew about it because I remember they talked about it until Divas. I and they're like, and
0: about they're about like best friends, the two of them.
1: Yeah, exactly. But it's like it was there, like you know what I mean. But like people are just making the big deal. And, like, it doesn't need to be. But then now you add your piece, like, when you looked it up with the...
0: Yeah, it's like... And even back in the day, we were talking about it earlier, Mickey James, when Layla L and... uh I think it was Lay Cool. It was Michelle McCool and Layla yeah, L Michelle were a McCool. team. And they were picking on Mickey James. They were calling her Piggy James. Like, that's literally what they were calling her. And it's like... I'm sure there was outrage back then. But it's like, guys, you, you have to... So again we instituted the, the the 10 trash commandments. I think I've come up with the next one. The next one is stop being marks. <laughs> okay? <laughs> stop being marks. You yeah. do you understand that Tony Storm did you even watch the scrum? Have you been watching any of AEW television? Have you been seeing Tony Storm what she's been doing? She is a heel. Willow Nightingale could not be more of a babyface character. Like, she's the biggest baby... F- I, I Besides Cody, I can't think of a bigger babyface in wrestling right now than uh, Willow Nightingale. I really can't, because um, everyone else is, like, tweener. So this is what heels do. They, they go after shit. And now, and now, again, granted, a lot of Americans hear the word cow, and you're immediately going to associate it with, like, oh, she's calling her fat. But you have to understand that Tony Storm is British. And in Britain, when they call someone a cow, I literally looked it up. It's the definition is a woman who is stupid or annoying. So that's that's the meaning for her in, in Tony Storm's mind. You know what I mean? So, and again, they probably went backstage and they hugged and they had fucking pastries and then fucking hung out or whatever because not that everyone back there are friends but i think most of these women get along pretty well so you guys are all getting all bent out of shape on twitter and you're angry and you're doing all this all these tweets and all this shit and it's like y'all don't understand like how wrestling works like how long have you been watching wrestling there's good guys and bad guys bad guys say fucked up shit that's what it is so like that's life yeah really so can we just like I'm going to write this shit in here. There you go. Stop being Marx. Stop being Marx. Rule number three. Fuck. It's annoying, bro. Just it's so annoying. Thing. And literally, I responded to this guy, which, by the way, his name is Russell and Rob. No relation to the father of this podcast. Um, <laughs> And I responded to this guy. He did not respond to me, but someone else responded to him and said, the same thing that I said, which is, you're soft. And the guy responded to him. That's not what your mom said. Oh, what a fucking response, you fucking jackass.
1: It's like, you guys, I don't know. Stop being I'll watched. say this. This might be a hot take, so I apologize. But I sometimes feel wrestling fans reach for shit engagement and it's
0: that's part of it too is like you get engagement by doing shit like that i mean he had mad retweets and quote tweets people telling him he's a pussy and he's soft and the other half were like that's bullshit He called her a cow is this, it's like i guess that's what they get out of it but it's like yeah i tend to read these things and take them at face value and not think that's what they're doing but for the most part that's probably what they are so that's why I most, for the most part, I don't even comment or any of this shit or retweet it because I don't bother with it. We really try not to fuck with the negativity. I'm trying to take, you know, trying to take the yeah. daily dose of Nick Anicelli medicine and be a little more positive when it comes to Twitter and all that. So I try not to engage, but sometimes I just have to say something, and I contributed to that one. So.
1: Oh. Well, now, I know we're getting ready to dive into the card. But I have to read this tweet since we just talked about the Vince thing. And I'm reading this firsthand. Now, this is coming from Just Alex on Twitter. I don't know shit about this guy, so I don't know if he's <clears> one <throat> of those guys that's very AEW or WWE heavy. So I'm just going to read it how it is. But it says, Fightful Select just dropped a big report about Vince McMahon making changes to weekly WWE shows. Oh, shit. There's been an, there's been an effort internally to, and he put parentheses, Vince Proof both Raw and SmackDown, by purposely advertising matches two to three weeks ahead of time, the, which I'm actually been a fan of. That doesn't really.
0: matter, bro. But,
1: yeah. The logic is Vince McMahon generally likes to make good on the advertised matches. Bullshit! Up. And if, yeah, more matches and segments are advertised in advance, he is less likely to change it. Really? Then there was a ton of frustration, and then, yeah, and then he, the kid just put his take on it. No, that's bullshit. Because it's true... Well, because I'll read his take because mm-hmm. it's true. Anything to the current Vince McMahon from ruining the shows is worth a shot. I agree. The thing is, Bailey and Shotzi was advertised as a week a week in advance, and it's still going to drop. So is two weeks really going to make that big of a difference? It's not. No. But I guess you got to start somewhere. So I see. I mean, that's a way to try. To agree exactly.
0: You can try. But I've literally mm-hmm. gotten emails from – 'Cause I'm you know, obviously I, oh, I I've okay. bought shirts on the shop, so I signed up for fucking stupid emails. Yeah,
1: you get the email. And I'll get the
0: email that says Raw tonight. Uh you know, Bailey versus EO Sky. And we're gonna have a three-way match with Finn Balor and whoever and whoever. And then you watch Raw and they don't have the fucking match. So I'm like, wait. Uh, mm-hmm. what the fuck? I just this email had like pictures of people versus whatever, and you're not even having the match yeah. because it got changed or canceled or whatever, and not even for a good reason.
1: Just, just because we know we're not gonna do it. So it's like that's bullshit. And Bailey and shot, and Bailey and Shotzi wasn't just a singles. If you remember, that was Bailey was defending her Money in the Bank spot.
0: Wow. And I saw so a tweet from states. Bailey too that uh, she tagged Shotzi or something, and she was like.
1: She's like, I'm safe. No, I'm something. sorry
0: I couldn't beat your ass this week or something like that. And I read that and I was like, I didn't I didn't really understand it. And now that makes sense because they were supposed to have a match that got cancelled.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's crazy, bro. I don't know how much that's gonna yeah, do, I but I mean if that's true, they can try to do that. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna
1: work. I don't know. I guess we'll see. But uh one thing we will see. And you guys will see. I'll let uh, I'll let Lou run down the card because he's got these amazing notes. And <laughs> I, like as we've said before, we have this shared note. And when I opened it and I saw Lou added because I added the match card, but he made it very in depth with all the people's point views. I was like, damn, my boy, a scientist. Well, here I, I'll pro- say this.
0: I, I want to shout out this Twitter account called Puro Power. P U R O, Puro, pure. Uh, it's pure power. Translates to a Spanish word. This guy has a great. Twitter account and it's um, it's, it's he's like almost like a wrestling historian. He posts a lot of very cool shit um, and I noticed that he was posting he or she because I don't know who this person is obviously but this person was posting impressions of some of the pay-per-view matches from Japanese media and fans so I just thought mm-hmm. that these impressions were interesting to look at because like some of these matches, like uh, like Sting and Darby and and, and Naito, I, I had a certain opinion about it. But then I read these impressions from the Japanese fans, and it was like, like opposite of what I had. And it was just, I just found it interesting how they how they see things and how they perceive the match and the characters, and to how us in America do it. So I put these notes in there just because I figured we can read them as we go over the matches and just kind of like contrast and compare our, our, our differences because i thought it was pretty cool how they they took some of these matches yeah i agree um
1: yeah. so i'll let you uh do you
0: want to um scroll to the bottom um, and go up or start from because it's in order the matches are in order but it's obviously the last match uh, is on top so i'm not sure if you want to
1: i say we i say we we start actually with with what you have from the main event okay. down cuz the 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 main event and the co-main event right. one of them are the two matches i imagine we're going to speak on yeah, the most true. um so we can so we're not rushing through that by any yeah. chance so yeah I, i'm down with that yeah let's start yeah, with that's cool. well the yeah the top top yeah top so top.
0: obviously <laughs> the main event of the show was Brian Danielson versus Kazusuke Okada and um this was the much-bally who dream match between these two. They've been wanting to do this for years. I imagine this is not going to be the last time we see this match. Um, So, uh, I enjoyed the match, but I will say this. I, at this point in the pay-per-view, I was like this in my chair. Get me out of here! Because I went to the theater. And this was a, a long, long show. And where I was sitting, um, of course, someone decided to sit right next to me. Uh, And she was a... I'm a big person, so I'm not talking shit. But she was a big person. I was a big person. So we're sitting there, like, trying not to touch and be in each other's way and sit comfortably. And I was not. Uh, So I was trying extra hard to make sure she was comfortable. And I was sitting there. And I took that stupid fucking... IWGP title with me to the theater for no reason. Hey, I was that like,
1: "That is not stupid. That was damn near. That was one of the matches of the I year." I was like, "Why the bell? fuck did
0: I take this belt with me into a dark theater? Like it didn't make any sense." But anyway, at this point in the show, I was super uncomfortable. So while I did enjoy the match, there's there was a lot of me shifting and kind of moving around. But mm. I thought the match was dope. Apparently, Brian Danielson broke his forearm ten minutes into the match. So that probably led to the weird finish. Um, And even with that, I thought it was pretty creative of how he kept changing the finisher um, to try Mm -hmm. to get him to tap out. It was very, it was clever. It was very clever. Um, And I love, bro, I honestly, I love watching Brian Danielson wrestle, man. I really do. I just love watching this guy wrestle because he just, you know, he's, you know, he's loving it. He absolutely gets it, and it's just fun watching his matches, man. He's some of his matches that I've seen are probably some of my favorite matches ever. I always go back to that Brock Lesnar that match that he had with Brock Lesnar was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I love that match. Um, but yeah, I just I have I'm a big fan of his, and I just I love watching him wrestle. Now I will say, and we've talked about this before, as far as New Japan, I'm not. up on New Japan. So I've seen Okada have matches before, so I've seen Okada. But we'll talk about someone as we go down the card in Tanahashi, Mm -hmm. who well, we'll we'll talk about that later. But uh, So I was familiar with his work, but I will say this about Okada. That entrance is fucking fire. That entrance is shit. Um, That was dope. He comes out. The thing is with Okada, like, what I like about him and also, what I like about Tanahashi, as far as their entry, they look like stars. Like when he comes yes, out,
1: they're presented as mega. And when stars. he
0: comes out, and that big fucking gold shit is all over the screen, and it's just showing his name and gold falling, and there's money falling everywhere, and he's got the badass robe and the look. He just looks amazing. So, and he's got like movie star quality, like handsome dude, you know. So it just his mm-hmm. whole presentation is fantastic. <clears throat> Um and in the ring he's he kicks ass he, can he go. kicks ass that rainmaker yeah, is man. just a it this... might just be a clothesline to some people but mm-mm, that shit ain't just no normal ass clothesline
1: no nah, dude this this was great it was a match everyone's wanted to see for years like even when Brian was with WWE and when he had to retire I was like damn will will we ever see this then we won't see it then when he signed the AEW this is No one was even, people were talking about this match before. they were talking about him going with like Omega. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, it was dope. I thought it was really cool. They got the final countdown, which if you saw in the scrum, Tony, Tony was very verbal on how he spent a wrestler's contract to get that. So I don't see that happening often, which I'm cool with because I'm personally a fan of Brian's theme that he has in AEW. Um, Although that was dope. And then I want to throw, did you hear Tony's comment, though, about the runtime? No. So he said in the scrum, because some guy pretty much said, like, hey, it was a long show, man. (laughs) And um, Tony, to sum it up, because then I want to give my thoughts on the match, but Tony's thoughts were essentially, we'll never go out over three hours and 58 minutes. Like that. So every AEW, he pretty much summed up saying every AEW pay-per-view will go three hours, 15 minutes. The only one that's ever beaten that was the one I was actually at double or nothing in 22 when punk won the title. And now was because he's like, we were on the West coast. So it was earlier in time and which was true. Cause I was watching it there. That was when the Celtics and heat were in game seven of the Eastern conference finals last hmm. year. So he wanted to hold off the last three matches cause they knew they were good. Oh, Okay. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I had to throw that out there when you were saying the yeah. sitting down thing. So just know, every show you go to in that theater is going to be at least 3 hours. I mean, before I minutes.
0: let you talk about the actual match, the thing is with that too is though, I um, I I go to the zero hour. Like I'm there at
1: yeah, I'm at 6:50,
0: I'm in my seat, I'm ready, start the fucking zero hour, I'm ready to watch. So I'm adding an extra hour on top of everything else. You know what I mean? So it's, it's yeah. an extra fuck cuz it was funny cuz when I was sitting in the theater the two bro i literally walked in the theater and the top row the second row under and the third row were completely empty except for the two people who were sitting right next to me cuz i was sitting right in the first seat in the first row in the in that last row cuz i always pick i always pick yeah. the ends cuz i use my vape and i like blowing it where there's nobody in case you know somebody goes there you can't do that in here so i said i like to sit on the ends and literally they were sitting right there so next to me so I get up there and I sit, and they, but they were the only ones there. And I was like, oh, shit. I I thought this shit was going to sell out. And then like the whole zero hours playing, then like 740, 750 people started like coming in to fill in. So I was like, ah, okay. They don't give a shit about the zero hour. Yeah, maybe
1: maybe next time. you Maybe next time. I might just skip hour. the zero
0: hour. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because it's on YouTube. Yeah, anyway. I can
0: just watch it on the way or
1: sit in the car and watch it or something. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I thought this match was great when I hear wrestlers getting injured and then continuing going, I think that's so dope because he easily couldn't, because there was that one spot in the match where I thought like, oh shit, he's actually hurt. Yeah. (laughs) And Okada was like, like, "Eh, nah, bitch, get out the way. Yeah. uh, yeah, And then fun fact, Brian's the first person to tap out Okada since 2015. And it was Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. That's bugged out. Yeah. I thought this was good. Um, I'm a little biased on the two, the sec, the third to last match. When we get there, I thought that should have main evented just because of what it did earlier this year. And as we said, like I'm not the I'm New Japan fan. I'm not like an NJF. I don't call it an indie. Yeah. Um, but like I I prefer watching a Will Ospreay Kenny Omega over an Okada Danielson match. Um. But I definitely think this had every right to main event, too, though. You know what I mean? Just a match, the years in the making. I liked it more for Brian, too. I honestly feel, besides Brian fighting for the title, I think this was, it might be a hot take. I think this match was more important in AEW than Brian when he fought Omega that first Shit, time. Bro. Even though that was a dope match, but. He made well. He that yeah. was on a dynamite too, though. But this he like main evented the Forbidden Door. Bro, that match. I mean that like. match is
0: on YouTube for free. I highly, I highly. If you have, you seen haven't that. seen it, or if you haven't seen it since that shit dropped, go on YouTube and look up Omega versus Danielson and watch that shit. That match is the shit. Yeah. Um
1: yeah, I thought it was really good. Like I said, the final countdown part was dope. I thought it was really good. Seeing Okada tap shocked me. I did not think he was going to tap because I knew he's he's booked good. He's a hell of a performer. Uh, but yeah, that's all I have to say. It was a great way to end yeah, the show. Yeah,
0: for, for sure. Definitely. It was definitely worthy of the house. main event moniker. Um, So, <laughs> as I said, there's only six of these uh, that I have that I pasted in here from Pudo Power. So, this is obviously one of them because it was a very big match. So according to Japanese media, Okada's defeat, Okada's defeat via tap out was the first in eight years since he was beaten by Shinsuke Nakamura, which Nick just let us know about that. The reaction from Japanese fans have been generally positive. Owing to Brian Danielson's respect for Japanese fans, such as his use of the old theme song Final Countdown from his American Dragon Days in Japan. Many of them said the defeat was understandable because the match was held in Canada. They also stated that it would also benefit Okada's career in the long run because a shocking loss can have more of a positive than negative consequence for a strong character. And I really like that they have that mentality there because they're, they're not just thinking about the loss in itself. They're thinking about long-term booking for this character and where it may go into the future. So I thought that was cool. Like, that That just, just a little anecdotes like that that you get from, like, the Japanese crowd. Um, I really like the way that they look at things like that. So, um, and it's true, because look at, the, the, since 2015, this guy hasn't tapped. So he was tapped out. What does this mean for him? Is he nearing the end of his career? What's he going to do? You know, he wants to get that get back at Danielson. Where is it going to be? Is it going to be at All Out? Is it going to be in Japan? So um, I thought that was pretty cool. So uh I thought it was the next match we have here on the card obviously was the uh the pre-main event, which was Sting, Darby Allen, and Tetsuya Naido versus Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki. So there were a couple things I loved about this match, and then there was some very weird stuff that happened during the match that I didn't understand. Um, but the highlight of the match for me was when fucking <laughs> Darby got knocked the fuck out by Minoru Suzuki with that elbow, bro, and he just flew out of the ring. Yes, he did. Yo, all of us in the theater were like, "Yo, what the fuck?" Like he literally, he knocked this dude. Like he fucking knocked him. That shit that just shit looked ill. There was a lot of that in this pay per view too. There was a lot of elbows in this pay per view. Like a lot of people usually complain yeah. about super kicks. Nah, bro, this was all about the elbows to the neck. Um. But they just, I thought it was, there was a little weird situation for me when I was watching it personally. I don't know how anyone else took it, but I thought the match itself was a little sloppy, especially with Sting. Because, you know, Sting is, he's been doing this decades. He's a ring general. He knows how to move in there, he knows his spots, he knows what to do, he knows what to call and what not to call. And he was doing weird shit like, he was at the turnbuckle, then he stepped in the ring, then he was standing in the corner, then he left. Then he came back in on the other side of the ring post and just kind of, like, walked. I thought he was injured, because he was, like, walking all fucked up from one ring post to the other Ooh. to go out. And I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, it was like if he didn't know what he was doing. Um, And if I found that super strange, because... I guess something happened that wasn't supposed to happen. and Because the thing is, for me, when I see stuff like that, it, it takes me out of the match because now I start thinking about what happened that fucked up instead of trying to enjoy the match, which is a problem. I know it's a me problem, so probably a lot of people didn't feel that way. But I'm watching Sting and I'm like, what the fuck's he doing? Because I know that he knows better than to just walk into the ring and then stand there. And he's looking at them, and he kind of, like, sort of reaches, but not really. Then he comes back out. And I'm like, the fuck? What's he doing? Um, And I know that that spot with Sammy, with the 650 that he did, I guess Sting was supposed to move out of the way. And he didn't move in time, so he got hit. And we didn't see Sammy the rest of the match. So I don't know if Sammy's hurt. They haven't said anything about Sammy being hurt. He hasn't tweeted anything. His vlog usually drops on Tuesdays. I haven't seen the vlog come out. Um, so I don't know what's going on with that, but, um, I, I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy this match, but I feel like this was definitely the weakest match on the card for me personally, because I was just very distracted by what was happening in the ring.
1: Yeah. Same that. And honestly, this match just was in any match (sighs) I felt you put in this spot was bad because you just followed a potential match of the year. And another, what people were thinking, I don't think it will be, but people, a dream match in the making. So to go, we just watched his banger. All right, now let's get to the next one. That's how I honestly felt personally. Um, So I really don't want much to say. It was good. You know what I mean? I still respect the fuck out of Sting and them for going. Eventually, you got to hang it up. Um, But yeah, I'm ready.
0: Did you see the, uh, did you happen to see any of the scrum? Yeah, I watched it Oh, right Okay, back. so you saw when Jericho came out during uh, Sting and Darby's interview.
1: Yeah, the to, lead to the match yeah, this week.
0: Yeah, and he fucking baseball yeah. bat that water bottle and hit that reporter right in the face. <laughs> that shit was fucking funny. Wow. Um,
1: that got to pop out yeah. of me. Yeah, so again, uh,
0: I think that these guys were put in a dubious position because you're following up the next match, which we're going to talk about in a second. And how do you... How the fuck do you follow a match like that? And I understand that why they put them there. Because this was kind of like a... uh uh It was almost like mouthwash for the main event. You know what I mean? It's to get, that, get down from yeah. that high of what you just saw. And then you're going to watch this to match. Off. You're going to enjoy this. And now it's time for the main event. So I get why it was in there. But I just think some things happened in the match that weren't supposed to happen. So there was a little bit of a mix-up in the in the um, execution of it. But yeah. again, according to the Japanese media, the six-man tag match featuring Jericho Sting, Naito, and Minoru Suzuki was well-received well by Japanese fans. They stated that it was great that AEW acknowledged Jericho and Naito's previous feud in New Japan. Japanese fans were thrilled to relive a classic feud while also seeing a great legend like Sting in action. Some fans stated that seeing Naito and Sting team up together gave them goosebumps. Many of them claim that if New Japan is able to book these type of matches in the next Wrestle Kingdom match, they will definitely buy a ticket. So you see, like the the dichotomy and the differences of like they just love they love Sting to the max. There's no he can do no wrong. Yeah. So and I know that they love those big over the top characters. So they just love this match.
1: I love. That'd be dope to see Sting at like Wrestle yeah. Kingdom one more time. Hell yeah,
0: bro! That'd be dope as shit. Um, I'd love that. I'd love to see Sting in New Japan or Wrestle Kingdom next year. Um, but yeah, that's that's all right. That's yeah. the thing. So we'll go yes. ahead and uh, get into this match of the night here. Uh, the next match we're going to talk about is the Will Ospreay Kenny Omega match. Um, I saw a lot of people shocked, and in the theater there were definitely some people very shocked that Kenny Omega lost this match. But I was like, "Did you guys not, see? I was. Did you guys not see the previous match where Kenny won? So what do you think? Kenny's gonna win two in a row? No, of course not. They gotta lose one and then have the trilogy. So of course Kenny lost.
1: I want them to run this back at all. Oh man, so yeah,
0: for sure, a hundred percent, a hundred thousand percent. The only thing is. Who do you have? win? I would go with Osprey,
1: will yeah, I'd I would go with Osprey
0: and just have him.
1: That's his home, cause that's his home area, yeah. correct?
0: Yeah, I would have him win home the area. Match.
1: Let him because he's he's, an, he's a new Japan talent. He keeps the title. Yeah,
0: yeah I would. That's you what don't I don't know do. what's
1: up with Kenny's future, but uh,
0: bro, this match, this match was again. We've talked about that first match ad nauseum. It's been my match of the year so far. It still has not been dethroned, even with this match, and I'll tell you why. Um, as much as I enjoyed this match, the Don Callis shit, I was like, mm-hmm. "You don't need this. Like, you yeah. don't, bro. You don't need this. Like, you don't need the interference, screwy bullshit." Even though it didn't really, it didn't really affect the finish so much because Will f- finished him off. With that fucking Tiger Driver ninety one. He finished him off. Um even though the I'm sure the the screwdriver thing it contributed, but I didn't need to see Don Callis come down to the ring. I didn't need the goofy fucking security guards standing there. I don't know who the fuck yeah. those guys were. It looked like Dana White in a fucking mask. Well,
1: yeah, I, I didn't need the them there. Fucking thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, we didn't need them there. Like I didn't need any of that shit. You just needed to get these two guys in there and have the the yeah. match. Like that's all I that's all I needed. So that's it's probably true. the only reason I would put uh and and honestly, there was something about that Wrestle Kingdom match, just the atmosphere of that arena and the way they had their entrances and the fact that it was in Japan and you're seeing the
1: well and then, I then they know, the, they the I'll sound super ignorant right now, two. but
0: yeah, but just like the Japanese letters, when they have their names and then it flips over to English for that, because you're watching the English dub, it actually flips over. But you're seeing like the Japanese letters and the Japanese presentation. It really, really, really added a lot more for me um, yeah. that first match. So um, I would put the first one, I'm still holding that that first match way up there, but taking nothing away from this match. This match was fucking phenomenal. Um,
1: yes. Was I love I love watching Will Ospreay that dude like I've been probably actively watching him now since we've been pretty much doing the podcast now so like the end of 21 beginning of 22 so not on the newer side I'm very open about it but man every time that motherfucker wrestles it's just more and more and more and it's crazy because then I go back and watch more and more of his older shit yeah I just I just like the guy a lot I want to see him on TV a lot more but at the same time I love that he's like a special attraction Yeah, and you don't get him often. But when he goes, did you see his Twitter leading up to the show with like his wife, like pretending the vacation?
0: Yes, I didn't. I, I'll be honest with you. I saw it there in the feed, but I didn't watch any of it. I know he was oh, like bro, making fun of Canada show, and go shit.
1: To, go to, after this show, go to the page. He's just pretending to be miserable the whole time and it's hysterical. But uh <laughs> Yeah, so it was cool to see that side of him. But anyway, back to the match. He yeah, had just insanely good, man. Insanely good. Like, these two can just go. They can just go. They fucking beat the shit out of each other. Between the screwdrivers, just everything. Like, this was... What these two do is... Because they did it in the first match, and they did it here. And I haven't had this happen to me as a fan in a while, is... There were so many times in this match where I'm like, right, it's fucking over. And it wasn't. And I literally, yeah. it was not like I was mad. I wasn't mad. It wasn't over. But I was just like, and it's funny because so, like, so I told Lou this based off, like, my time schedule where I'm at, like, work's pretty chill with me letting me do what I want. So I bring my iPad to work and I watch. So some of the matches I get a little distracted. But like this one, I was like, I right, yeah, I'm Like, I'm going to watch this match. And, uh, like, it's not like I'm in my Because if, if I'm watching wrestling alone, I'll react. But I can't really be reacting like that at work. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm yeah, just yeah. sitting there like, like Man, this motherfucker won't lose. Like, I'm thinking yeah. of myself and everything. And, yeah, it was just, it was nuts. It was nuts. Because, like, and to bring, like, the work part back. Not that I, honestly, I didn't really have a crazy amount to do on Monday morning for me anyway. But. Sometimes I'm like, all right, I've been watching this match for ten minutes. Let me check like my email quick and come like right back. Like this one was like, nope, forty minutes just staring at the screen. <laughs> like, nothing, yep. yeah, dude, very much and very, very, very much enjoyed this match. I could do a whole episode on the match in this series, which we probably could do honestly if they have the trilogy. Um, oh yeah, yeah. No, I don't want to go on too much of a tangent, so I'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah, it was the theater experience for this was crazy. Every every near fall was just all of us screaming and throwing fucking popcorn. And those poor people who had to clean everything up, I feel bad for because I saw popcorn flying. And I was gonna buy streamers, but I didn't. I didn't want to fucking. I did that once, and it was fun, but I didn't want to continue to make a mess or whatever. But uh, yeah, just I can't say any more about this this match. So. As far as the Japanese fans say, they reacted favorably to the Omega versus Osprey match. The majority of them believed that this match should have been the main event. They pointed out that Omega earned his best bout best machine moniker for reasons, and they had hoped that AEW learned from their mistakes and made their third encounter the main event at Wembley Stadium. Some fans stated that the match emotionally moved them and reminded them of why they love professional wrestling. Most of them agreed that this match was better than their first match in January, which took place at the Tokyo Dome. Japanese fans claimed that Omega and Osprey gear up and fire up whenever they face each other, making each other the best version of themselves. Some of them compared their rivalry to AJPW's original four pillars of heaven. Some fans even claimed that Omega and Osprey have already surpassed the pillars in terms of match quality. Most of the Japanese fans expressed how much they miss Kenny Omega and would love to see him in Japan again before he retires. So can't say too much more than that. That's a fucking rousing, rousing success. So it was. Yeah, man. Uh, the match we have after that was Tony Storm defeating Willow Nightingale to retain her AEW Women's Championship. I enjoyed this match, but my problem is like, why the fuck when these women come down to the ring is the referee not immediately throwing them out of the fucking like, get out, you know, that they're going to try to interfere. So throw those bitches out (laughs) and let them have a freaking let these two women have their match. Like it's distracting having these girls down there, bro. Um, but they had a good hard hitting match for me. I knew Obviously the only problem I had with this match was that the outcome was really never in doubt. Like they weren't going to do a title change. Um, they that's both the have thing a title. With
1: the that's the thing with these shows, it, but it's yeah. like you can suspend that at the same time.
0: Yeah, that's why it was cool to have um, the main events. Well, I say main events because obviously those those two matches were um, the thing. But and even though the the Osprey and Omega match was for the IWGP US title, it was cool that the main event was like a non title match. It was just for yeah. like, yo, this is the dream match we want to see. Have at it. So I appreciated that, but this match taking nothing away from these women. I think they had a tremendous match. Willow Nightingale has leaps and bounds grown as a wrestler. Like, dude, I, I
1: feel like the past like three, four months, like not yeah, even like a year. You know, people's like, oh, in the past like three, four months.
0: Yeah, she's awesome. She, I love her. I, again, her whole presentation is great. She's just a fantastic baby face. I never want to see this woman be a heel ever. I don't ever want to see it no one make her be a heel because that would really suck. Um, Just her presentation, her entrance, and, and the way she carries herself is fantastic. The way she wrestles, I love when she hulks up and shit, and she puts the straps down, and she starts hulking up the pounce thing is fucking great. Yeah. Uh, she's awesome. And again, no, Tony just, Storm,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for Tony
0: Storm being able to go on an actual run. Like, yeah. actually have her AEW Women's Championship run. Not interim, not any of that bullshit. No, she's getting her proper run and I like to see that too. So and I've always loved heel Tony Storm, so it works better. Yeah, she's better as a
1: heel. But yeah, I don't have much to add either. You kinda hit it all right there. Great match. You know, good to see them get the spotlight. They went in. So thought it was good. Yeah,
0: it was it was dope. I I definitely I would I definitely want to rewatch a lot of this show. Um I just wish there was an easy way to do it, but you know. We have our ways, so yeah. I just had to find time to sit down and spend another three hours watching this show. But the next match we have here was the Elite and Eddie Kingston with Tomohiro Ishii defeating the Blackpool Combat Club Kanosuke Takeshita and Shoto Umino. The first thing I want to say about this match is I love, love, love Moxley's New Japan music. That shit is... Yo, that theme was hard. When they all mm. came out, with that heelish ass theme, they just seem like a bunch of bad guys, especially um Takeshita with his fucking black jacket. You know
1: that that's a uh, that's Mox's theme in New Japan, I believe. Yeah, that's
0: his New Japan yeah, okay. thing. I was gonna say, yeah. It. I I love that they came out with that because it's kind of weird that he comes out to Wild Thing and he's like a good guy. Like it's a little weird. Um, so I don't know if he's gonna continue with this. I don't know if it was just for the show, but I wouldn't mind hearing it from now on because it, it works. Um. And the match itself was, I I look any Kings in a match, I'm I'm already gonna love the match. So um, I like the weird dynamic that he had with the Elite and how he was like trying to like get Moxley to come to his senses, and he even yeah. at one point saves him during the match. Um, the I just at the end, Eddie's weird. Eddie's like. Sometimes you can't even tell like if he's acting or he's being for real or what's happening with him. Like, it's very hard to tell when Eddie Kingston is like, like kayfabe or like this shit's for real or whatever. Cause he's like arguing with the lead at the end and he's like, fuck you guys, fuck you guys. And he storms off through like the little side. He doesn't even go up the ramp with them. He goes off like the side, he storms off like a little fucking angry kid. And it's like, I love that shit. I love fucking Eddie. Um, but yeah, this match had a. Ishii, bro, talking about the elbows that we were, we were saying this bro. show had elbows. Listen, I thought Ishii was dead. Like, I thought he killed him. <laughs> I was like, I could not fucking believe how they made that shit just look as brutal as it did. But, dude, Takeshi, as a good guy or a bad guy, is a star, dude. That dude I'm a is fan. a star. And he needs to be the one to dethrone Orange Cassidy, bro. Put that belt put that belt on him immediately.
1: Immediately. When, him, when Eddie and Moxley were just going back and forth with the chops in the ring. Oh Moxley. man. Dog, I felt like it was like five straight minutes of that.
0: Eddie, yeah, Eddie loves that shit. Eddie, for some reason, loves getting chopped up and chopping people. Eddie. That don't look like fun to me, man. No. That does not look like fun to me.
1: No. No, but uh, yeah, it was good. And then the next match, I don't know how I really feel about the next match, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think this match was all about the ending. The turn. Yeah. The angle at the end. But I will say this I don't know anything about Sonata. And um, I thought that he looks the part. Um, I generally wasn't too, and I hate to say this, but I didn't really see anything that he did that I was like, whoa, what the Mm -hmm. fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't like blown away by anything that he did to where I feel like he's, you know, like, okay, that's the champion right there. Like, this is not the one to fuck
1: with. Like, this, this dude's champion. Like, I didn't get really anything like that why do you why do you think he didn't face MJF? Do you think it's just because they didn't want any either champion to lose? Maybe. Uh, probably that's probably it. They
0: didn't. They definitely they're not going to have their. I they're not going to have their champion losing a
1: match. And they, so, nah, obviously MJF's not losing.
0: Yeah, yeah you that, that, can't. There's no way.
1: Not, I'll not say, man, I'm not the biggest fan of Jungle Boy. He's you know, he can go. He can go, but yeah. I just don't care.
0: I don't like. The thing is, well, the thing is, to now that he's turned heel, I'll give. It I a think shot. this is going to be the best thing. Get rid of the fucking goofy boots and the little jungle straps and the green tights. Get rid of all that shit. Start coming out in suits. Get decent ring gear. Get rid of that fucking song and be a heel. You know, like I think this is going to be the best thing for him as far as character growth, because this whole thing where he, bro, you look at him like a little kid. He comes out with that fucking, uh, uh," you're like, Hey, it's jungle boy. You know, like jungle boy. You know what I mean? Like you see him and he just looks like a kid and you can't like, he can go in the ring. It's not like he he does anything in the ring that I don't think is good. I've seen him have great matches, but I just like, it's that kid, Jungle Boy. Hey, little guy. You know, like he's not gonna fucking really beat anybody. Like I, you, I don't, I don't see it like that. You know what I mean? So maybe this heel thing will be the best thing. Uh, I'm hoping because I, 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 I like him as a person. I think he's a cool dude. What he should do yeah. is get his girlfriend out of Jericho Appreciation Society and take her and start doing stuff with her. That would And be dope. play up that heel Hollywood persona because she's super hot mm-hmm. and he can just start coming out in his suit and be Hollywood and have his hot Hollywood girlfriend and start being a dick.
1: like. And people are going to be like, like people are going to hate him for that.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't even be too mad if he like him and Christian and, and, and Luchasaurus kind of like.
1: Go back they don't have to.
0: Yeah, they don't have to be a trio, but you know, I wouldn't mind them interacting as far as like heels go. Like, I wouldn't mind that either. So, but we'll see. You know, Hook, him and Hook now they're gonna go at it. I, I guess he's gonna get Hook his first his first loss, which that would be pretty big. You know, that's a big mm-hmm. thing. I'm not a big fan of them going after the FTW title because that title doesn't mean shit. It's not sanctioned. It's just a. It's like a prop, like it's yeah. It's like when motherfuckers come to the the shows with belts, like it's the same thing. Yeah. So it's like the same shit. He's just walking around with a toy. But um, again, going back to the actual match. Um, as far as the the Japanese fans are concerned, Sonata versus Jungle Jack Perry match received some criticism from Japanese fans. Most of them did not like the idea of the IWGP title match being fourth match on the card. Many fans criticized really? New Japan's policy of making too many title belts, claiming that it devalued the IWGP World Heavyweight title. Some people, crit- some people critiqued Sonata for not having enough presence as the IWGP champion, pointing out that the crowd seemed to forget about Sonata as soon as Jungle Boy turned to a heel. Some Japanese media did not, like, did not use Jack Perry's name in the title of their news articles, instead using... Beverly Hills Dylan's son or a famous actor Luke Perry's son? Wow, <laughs> that's fucked up. Uh, some Japanese fans pointed out that some Japanese fans pointed this out, claiming that Japanese journalists did not respect Jack Perry enough. <sighs> that's fucked up. But he can use that. I really don't
1: Yeah, I don't got much to say on the match, but. And this is where I say I'm not the biggest Jack Perry fan, Jungle Boy fan, but like, that's the IWGP like World Heavyweight Title. Yeah, you could have, you could have fed some, fed him someone better than Jack Perry, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, now, who, 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 who that is? You could have named a few people probably instantly, but and I'm not going to go down that. But who
0: would have been a good, who would have been a good opponent for Sonata? That's like a credible threat for the title, but it's going to take the loss and it's not going to hurt. I would have said Hangman, but I get it. The whole elite bullshit. But... Yeah, he's busy. Like he was busy in his match. I was because I was going to say Eddie Kingston, but he's involved in this other thing. So
1: but the other thing didn't really need them need him. Yeah. That's yeah. The
0: thing. I mean, I think that's going somewhere, though. I think it's going somewhere. Um, So we'll see. But
1: could have had Wardlow in there.
0: I was gonna, I was thinking Wardlow, but for Wardlow to take another L right now, that's two L's in a row. I don't know, bro. I don't uh, That not, dude not, needs not redeeming. Not
1: Jack, not Jack Perry,
0: though. But yeah, it just, it, it, like, when they saw that, when I saw him put the open challenge out, I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then when I saw Jack Perry, fucking, I was like, really, bro? Do, you're. Like, immediately, my first thought was, really, fucking Jack Perry is going to be IWGP champion? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Like, there's no way. So, immediately, I was already turned off because there's no chance. Maybe Wardlow would have been the best one for that. Because you, you'd you be like, hey, shit, maybe they're going to fucking put it on Wardlow. Like, you, you you don't know. You know what I mean? Wardlow's a fucking giant dude. He, yeah. I would have believed it more. You know what I mean? But... but Next we'll see what happens with this dude, man. He's supposed to say he's got a segment on this week's dynamite. So, you know, we'll see. I'm hoping he turns heel and kind of flourishes Not a big but fan But again, the Sonata, the Sonata guy, I, I hope the best for him because it doesn't seem like even reading that that the Japanese fans even really uh kind of like this guy. So uh he's got his kind of word cut out for him. Um this match was dude. I wanted this match to be at least five minutes longer. And this was Orange Cassidy, uh, Shibata, Daniel Garcia, and Zack Sabre Jr. Bro, I'm going to tell you something right now. Again, I'm not one of these dudes who's very big or or up on New Japan like that. But I fucking love Shibata. Shibata is like quickly becoming like my favorite wrestler, bro. Yo, his presentation. I know I've used that word like six times. But his presentation of being, like, the wrestler, like, that's his, that's his like, nickname, the wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like, he comes out with that towel and his black trunks and everything is very simple. And he just, bro, he looks like he is not there to fuck around with anybody. He's coming out to kick your fucking ass. Yeah. And I love that, bro. I love the fact that he just comes out. He don't smile. He doesn't come out and do anything at the ramp to... He don't do no motions up there. He just walks out with his belt. He carries his belt like it's a piece of shit. He just fucking, he has his belt. He walks to the ring and he gets in the ring and he starts fighting. Like, I love this dude, bro. His kicks are super crispy. Everything he does in there looks great. I love this guy. This guy's the bomb. Yeah,
1: I thought, I was like, halfway through the match, I was like, man, I hope this motherfucker somehow wins. Yeah,
0: um, he's fantastic, bro.
1: I felt the writing on the wall was there for Orange Cassidy to retain. Um, because there wasn't any title changes, right? Yeah, no, none.
0: Um, right? no, there was no title changes,
1: which is expected in a show like this. Like, where I said, that's where I suspend the disbelief, and I'm like, all right, I really don't care if it doesn't change. I'm oh, uh, things, hello, Kenny what? and Kenny and Will Osprey. Oh Yeah, Kenny and Will, oh, okay. Yeah, and I they guess that won, was the only so. one I thought was gonna change. Um, but I guess like with the AEW titles, those weren't going to change. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought these dudes went in. Orange Cassidy, it's just great how chill he is, how humble he is and just doesn't really give a fuck. Yeah. But goes out there and just two years in a row had great matches at Forbidden Door. Um, yeah, Shibata went in, Zack Sabre Jr. looked good. You know, yeah, Daniel Garcia. Is Daniel, awesome. yeah, Daniel Garcia's just Daniel Garcia. oh.
0: This shit, this shit is the greatest shit ever. Like, look, I've I've never been a big Daniel Garcia guy. I I appreciate he can wrestle and all that stuff and whatever. But ever since he started doing this shit, that shit's hard, bro. That whole shit, that shit's hard. Like it's that dance that he does during the matches now. That shit is dope, bro. I love that shit. That's added so much to his character. That's hilarious. When he yeah? was taking those chops. He was taking chops, and he just kept doing the dance. Then he took another chop, did the dance again. Like, that shit was hilarious, dude. Yeah. And, I actually uh, kind of thought he was going to win this, but when nah, I saw this guy retain, I was like, okay, gonna bro. Lose
1: this. I think the way it's going, Orange Cassidy has to lose this in, like, a storyline. He can't just be on a random episode of that.
0: Nah. I, I say fuck that. I say have him continue his open challenge bullshit. This Wednesday, he's doing an open challenge, and who comes out? Takeshita. And Takesha goes out there and fucking murders him and takes the belt. That's what they should
1: do. I'm with that. I ain't going to disagree with you there. Hell yeah. Just murder his ass and take the belt. So before we dive into the next match, it has to do with CM Punk, though. So when CM Punk just going to wear trunks, man? I actually really like this outfit. I liked it. I
0: don't know, I like man. I, I don't
1: like when he wears the pants. Don't fuck with The,
0: the pants, pants suck. Nah, the pants look weird. The pants look weird, but wow. this outfit thing that he had with the like the,
1: the UFC type shorts, I, See, I liked that. And I, I, was think, cool. I, I think, and this might be being a hater, but my man got his ass stomped twice in UFC. He got yeah. no business wearing gear like that.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: But, I, um, I can understand that, but I
0: think I've never liked the if I was a wrestler, obviously I'm a big dude. I got a giant gut. Ain't no way I'm wearing those tights. Like there's no way. So I've never been I've never been a big fan of those. I always think it just looks, you know, it leads for me it leads to the stereotype when people who like don't watch wrestling and don't understand when they see that they're like, "Oh, these guys are wrestling in their underwear." You know, it it kind of leads to that. I like, you know, what I do like are like the um like spandex shorts. You know how Billy Gunn wears like those shorts? Yeah, that type I like, of shit. When, like, like those Matt shorts, Riddle,
1: like, like when Matt Riddle yeah. used the. Yeah,
0: and I like the, uh, not the RVD. I don't know what you call that shit, the but I like the RVD. Well, the, the Slingnet, the signet is the one thing, like the Andre the Giant thing. I think the RVD thing's well, called something like
1: else. He wears a no shit like wrestling singlet, like high school wrestling singlet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like I like that. I like the R V D thing too. But Hey, speak, speaking of those, have you seen Maxine Dupree wearing hers? Hey, listen, bro. She – Big fan of her. Oh. Big, I'm not – two seconds, big fan of her, big fan of what they're doing with that. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah.
0: I saw somebody posted uh, – this, this guy obviously was a black – well, I don't want to say obviously – this guy was a black dude, and I bring that up only because of what he tweeted. So he tweeted a picture of her from last night on Raw, and he wrote, Dr. Umar is just going to have to understand. <laughs> I was sick. like, hey, bro, I feel you, bro. I feel bro, you, bro, because she's, she's,
1: she's so bad.
0: Yeah, she's – and you know what, too, bro? Shout out to Chelsea Green, yo. I saw a picture of Chelsea Green on Twitter the other day, and I just I, – I didn't want to – I try not to click – on um, the pictures of stuff like that because it's like they're not objects you know don't I, yeah. I don't want people to click on my profile and just see sexy pictures of women wrestlers like I don't want that fucking stigma on me that I'm one of those guys but I saw a picture of her the other day that I was like holy shit bro shout out to Matt Cardona bro because
1: whoever you know, Maxine and Dupree, Dupree back. came up yeah back to this CM Punk <laughs>
0: so again not being not having full understanding of new japan i this is the first kojima match i've ever seen which is weird because he's been wrestling for like 34000 fucking years apparently and he likes um, his bread yeah so i was super impressed with kojima in this match like yes. um i liked his style i liked his braggadocious ways his ways um and he and he's not like one of those dudes who's like we'll get into this next one of these broken down old dudes who like, you're looking at him and you're like, uh, that this guy probably shouldn't be doing this anymore. He didn't look like that. He was out there going in. And, uh, I was actually, I'm going to keep it a buck after like, like in the halfway point of this match, I was like, I'm really fucking liking this match. Like I yeah. didn't think CM Punk was going to come out. I thought he was going to look sloppy. I thought things were not going to go. And I was like, yo, he looks CM Punk looks fucking great. For his
1: first this single guy,
0: match, absolutely. Gojima looks great. I'm enjoying this match. I enjoyed the finish. I like when he was chomping the fuck out of Punk and Punk was trying to run away. <laughs> yep, from Braves. first was turbo. It,
1: Booing Punk. Yeah. Was, I, enjoyed I enjoyed good. it. This was good. I wish this would I get I get why they did the MJF uh Tanahashi thing first. Because you don't want the AEW title just in the middle of the card. And as yeah. they say, as Bully Ray says it, and a lot of wrestlers say it, if you're not closing the show, you want to open the show, right? So, I get why they did it. They did it well too, because MJF has been yeah. known like oh, I, I want nothing to do with Forbidden Door. So, we're, anyway, yeah. but this would have been a great opener to the show if that wasn't like a thing. I thought, yeah.
0: Um, and he even MJF even posted like immediately. Did you see that tweet that he time he wrote a time tweet?
1: Yes, dude, that was <laughs> awesome. That, that was, was hilarious! Awesome, dude, I love MJF. He's great. He yeah. i think he literally was at the airport in that video.
0: Yeah, when he came out, so they start the show, and when he came out, you know there was an audible groan in the audience because you know everybody hates MJF, but then he comes out, and he's like, <sighs> he's looking at his watch, like fuck, like and then we just all start laughing, like everybody in the theater is laughing. Then he turns around and he shows the. New Japan, Japan is indie-fed things. So everybody's like, oh my... Like, Dude, you love to hate this guy. Like, he's such a...
1: His Obviously, character
0: I, is great. I love to love him. Okay, no, but that's cool. It's just but like... I get
1: what you're saying. You love to hate him. Yes, I agree. He's just... But, uh, he's
0: hilarious, bro. Yeah,
1: he's fucking Punk went hilarious. hilarious. Punk went in. It was good because this was... I like this because it had to do with the Owen Hart tournament, and it shows, like, hey, this is going to be a good tournament. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this this set the pace. Uh, I thought it was good. Um, you want me to read the thing? Sure. So, the reaction of Japanese fans to CM Punk versus Kojima match has been mostly positive. As we said, we think so <laughs> as well. Japanese fans are amazed by the Canadian's audience reaction to Punk, and they claim that no one can generate that much heat and passion passionate reaction in Japanese pro wrestling anymore. Boy. They were also delighted that AEW fans cheered and supported Kojima. Japanese fans stated that despite being alleged Kojima is not well treated in New Japan, and that foreign fans treat him better um, was very touching. Okay, I could kind of see that, right? Yeah. They also expressed gratitude to Punk for helping Kojima get cheered during the match, and for being generally respectful to Kojima after the match. I wouldn't hear me out here, Maybe not him. I think Punk's going to fight at Wrestle Kingdom this year. Yeah, of course.
0: Oh, well, I, no, I'm sorry. I was thinking I was thinking uh, the All Out. Wrestle oh, Kingdom. Yeah. I wouldn't mind.
1: I think it's a – because you got to think they were quick with bringing in Chris Jericho. I, I wouldn't think, mind at all. I think you bring in Punk because Punk couldn't – even if Punk wasn't doing the whole brawl out bullshit, he was hurt too. So he couldn't wrestle that. Right, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he he wrestled at Wrestle Kingdom and gets great eyes on your product. He obviously, because I'm assuming like New Japan probably reads the stuff like we're reading right here, right? They probably gauge their audience. He was respectful. They had a great match, everything like that. So I could definitely see not maybe necessarily running it back, but I could see them having. I uh, you know you'll hate this. I could see him going with, like, a Tanahashi. Yeah. (laughs) It'd be cool if he went with Okada. Because I could also see them running back Danielson and Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. No,
0: for sure, that's going to happen. Yeah, he's going to get his lick back at at, at Wrestle Kingdom for sure. I think that's going to happen for sure.
1: So, I guess I could see Punk going with, like, a Tanahashi. Because Punk probably wants to wrestle like Tanahashi. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, I'm down.
1: I'm with it. Yeah. Shit. as I guess kind of go into it, the match that opened it ate NJF uh, retained the uh, title over Hiroshi Tanahashi. So now I guess this is where Lou and I sound disrespectful. Because we say we're not the biggest New Japan
0: fans. I tried to reiterate that this whole show, that I'm not up on New Japan. I'm yeah. just...
1: And yeah. the way I would take this... Now, I don't know Tanahashi's legacy, but I'm, I think he has a pretty big one. From my understanding, he has a big one. My mind would be a Japanese wrestling fan, or any wrestling fan really. It doesn't have to be just yet. a wrestling fan watching wrestling for the first time and seeing that Roman Reigns Undertaker match and being like that—that's the Undertaker. Yeah. That could do you get what I'm kind of trying to get out here? Like, no, oh, exactly, not very big. Uh, exactly. And um, so my he first like,
0: real—what was oh, did he? He wrestled that Wrestle Kingdom, didn't he? Yes. Was he on Wrestle Kingdom? Oh, he wrestled Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, he
1: wrestled Okada.
0: Right. Well, I'll be honest with you. I really didn't pay too much attention to that match because after that fucking Osprey, and again, it was like what? 5 o'clock in the fucking morning? I was like yeah. this.
1: Between that and fucking street
0: Fighter, Street Fighter with the birds yeah. going around my head. So I didn't really pay too much attention to that. But literally my first actual Tanahashi match that I really watched was the match with Swerve uh earlier this week and i was like yeah this is fucking brutal like this guy is i I said in our chat this is the japanese matt hardy to me because this motherfucker looks like he cannot bend his back and he's having trouble running and moving and i was just like i know that that name rings bells in new japan like I got that fire pro wrestling game. He's right up there. It's him and Okada, like right on the fucking Mm -hmm. cover. It's him, Okada and Kenny Omega. Um, So like, I know he's a big deal. I know he's like, I hate to even say this, but like, he's like Hogan esque as far as like being a legend and shit without the racism that I know of. Um, Yeah. So I understand all of that. And I just see him and I'm like, Whatever you guys are seeing, I don't see it. I just i'm not seeing his his entrance is the shit the yes. theme is cool the go Ace thing is cool he looks dope when he comes out and all that he's i get the air guitar thing and all that but bro this match was uh for Something. me m j f had to work his ass off to get this thing to you yeah. Know, go forward. And the match itself wasn't bad. I'm not saying the match was bad, but I just look at this guy and I'm like, uh, he just does not look like he's healthy enough to continue to do this at this level.
1: Yeah, because like it says right here, the note that Luke got from the Twitter page, the reaction of Japanese fans to the Tanahashi-MJF match was mixed. Many fans were impressed by MJF's ability to engage the crowd in the match, as well as his good work rate. However, Tanahashi's poor physical condition saddened even more fans. Japanese fans compared Tanahashi's performance to what? He used to be in his prime and expressed sadness that the old, I mean, that the young, great ace had become an old, broken, legendary veteran. They wished Tanahashi better health and promised to cheer him on no matter what. And that's why, because I read this before we did the show, and that's why I referenced the Undertaker Roman Reigns thing. Yep. Because it was... Well, because the I, I used it for both sides because you're comparing Tanahashi to a thing, but MJF's on the come up just like Reigns was on the come up at the time, right? Yeah, you know, very good analogy. Yeah, so... Not too. But hey, overall, man, that's man, that's, I, that's
0: coming from, that's coming from the new Japan subscribers and the media. That's coming from them, man. And I'm just saying, I, I'm. This is my first taste pause of Tanahashi, and I I don't see. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand the big whatever. It's just the, I caught it too late, so yeah. I don't want to talk bad about anyone because whatever.
1: But but overall, I enjoyed the show.
0: Fantastic a show.
1: A fantastic, fantastic show. 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 Forbidden Door won my heart over again two years in a row. Need to run it back next year. I think it's just. I think it's going to be a staple. I think AEW found because they do the four shows a year. Like people say, oh, well, they do four shows a year in Forbidden Door. Like, no, now they got five shows. They have five shows you can do each year. Um, and we'll see what happens. On the AEW side of things, you know, a lot came from this. And in how many weeks? Because, well, it's in August. So, yeah, in just about two months. We got two months to build into All In. sixty-five thousand people over <laughs> in the U.K., You know, I'm excited to see what happens. Dynamite Collision. Collision's been off to a good start the first two episodes. I'm just keeping my guard up a little bit because also Rampage started off pretty fucking good. Right. Um, But I got faith in Collision. I think, Tony, there's a big difference between Rampage and Collision from the get-go. Rampage was on Friday at 10 o'clock at night where Rampage Collision's on Saturday primetime. And it's two hours versus one hour.
0: And Collision definitely feels different. Like, even it as far as like. It feels like it's
1: the, a, another weekly show. Yeah. It doesn't feel. Because they're not coming out of the same stage. First yeah. off, I'd like the presentation of Collision better so far. Yeah. Like I said, it's the two dope. weeks. Are, but, like, I'll tell you this with the matches they've done so far, and to be honest, with the rosters that have been on it so far, might be another hot take. But if it, Collision stays where it's at, I might like Collision more than Dynamite.
0: And it's it's. I don't want to say better wrestling, but it definitely seems like there's it's more hard-hitting <clears throat> and more closer to, like, not totally old-school wrestling, but it's closer than Dynamite is. Because Dynamite's a lot of high-flying and, and, and blood and all that, and I enjoy that. But this... I know it's only two episodes in, but I'm enjoying these matches. I've enjoyed these last two weeks of Saturday matches a lot more than... Wednesdays dynamite. I will yeah, say so
1: that I'll, the initial initial keyword initial vibe I'm getting is 2003 to like 2008 raw and smackdown dynamite your raw it's going to have the storyline it's going to have the matches but it's going to have a little like the entertainment side of it where so far collision it's going to have its storylines don't get me wrong especially with CM Punk on the show but it's more of that wrestling too yeah and hard hitting like you were saying, but enjoying it so far. I'm loving what AEW's doing. And Lou, if uh since oh, and again time, one one yeah. little
0: anecdote about uh collision. Again, we don't talk about ratings here, but they did five hundred thousand uh, and I think it was five hundred I don't know how you say it seventy-one thousand yeah, or something. It was like five hundred thousand. Well five hundred and fifty thousand, let's say it was around there.
1: Um uh, yeah.
0: which again for a Saturday is like a phenomenal number, but you know, you're going to have people going,
1: there oh, you didn't get a million. <laughs> it
0: sucks. So, <laughs> you know, the, the rating definitely dropped, but it's still one of the, I think it's like one of the top three shows on uh, Saturday. So, cause usually they're like showing rush hour or fucking Lord of the Rings or something at that time. So of course it's going to get much better ratings than that. So it's doing well so far. We'll see how it continues.
1: Yeah, but Lou, one cool thing, and we're going to dive into it since we have a little bit of time, I don't think we'll be on it too long, is starting this Saturday is the summer of the UK wrestles. Mm. Mm. Got Money in the Bank, and we go all in. Two great shows, so I figured while we have the time, um, we could go over our picks for Money in the Bank, since we're going to kind of dive We'll dive into it next week. Um, so starting off, I'm just going off the photo. I'm typing in the note as we kind of go along. We have Cody Rhodes versus Dominic uh, Dominic Mysterio. What do you uh, What do we think in that? Uh,
0: Cody better win that match. <laughs> you can You better not have fucking Dominic beat Cody.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I think they've done kind of good with this one. Not, like, great, but it's kind of been, like, whatever. Like, they, I don't know. It's just kind of there. But um, do you think we get a Brock Lesnar involvement at all to set up oh, the third shit. match? There's always that fucking factor, man.
0: There's always that Brock Lesnar factor. And he's been gone for a couple of weeks. So, yeah, probably. You could get a little bit of uh, him. That would be some serious fucking heat to have Mysterio say be, go, going around every week now saying, I beat Cody Rhodes. Oh, my God.
1: That's why I wouldn't that's why I wouldn't be shocked, man. I- I'm gonna go Cody as well, but I definitely unless Brock maybe comes out after the match.
0: Yeah, true they could do that. Oh man, but can you imagine? <laughs> He's gonna go around every week now with that bullshit. I beat Cody Rhodes. I beat Cody Rhodes.
1: And that and that's the thing. That's what wouldn't shock me though, to get him even more heat.
0: Yeah, I'm with it. I, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, it, it it really it's not really gonna hurt Cody. I mean, they could always run it back at another show or something and have him get his win back. But, um, yeah, it, it would definitely help Dominic a lot. Um, but I don't think it would do much for Cody. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to see. And I don't know if we're all ready for a trilogy of the the third match of. Brock and Cody.
1: I'm with it as long as they do something like good, like a good match, like a uh, stipulation I should say. Yeah. As long as we have a good stipulation, I'm 100% with it. I can ride with it. Um next we got Gunther defending the Intercontinental title against uh Riddle. You know,
0: when I saw These people, because I don't know what happened afterwards, but I did see when Riddle was being interviewed. And then uh, Ludwig came out and was talking shit. And then the next thing you know, Walter's there stomping on his leg and kind of doing that whole injury thing. Um, I was going to say, obviously, Gunter's going to win. But I wouldn't be shocked if they had Riddle win. So that Gunter can start kind of moving on to other things. So because I know he's trying to get to that honky tonk man record, and I don't know exactly when that is up. Um and they should definitely uh, do September. that. Oh, they then they should definitely continue that. They definitely should do that. Cause he should really have that. He should definitely have that. Enough with this honky tonk man shit. Like <laughs> I don't want to hear any more about honky tonk man having the longest title reign. It should definitely be Gunter. And since we're all about like- we're all about those records now that seems to be WWE's thing it's all about freaking longest reigning this and longest reigning that I wouldn't be surprised if they do it I wouldn't be surprised if Riddle you know took the match but I'd really like to see Gunther continue on
1: yeah um so yeah I'm gonna go Gunther as well but I think here's my here's the thing I think we get because I know they like try to do surprises here I think Randy Orton costs Matt Riddle the match.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: I think we get our. I think we get the uh, the old Randy Orton return. Here. Damn. I mean, I could see I that, but I'd, I'd
0: really not like that. I don't want to see Riddle versus Randy Orton, man. I like them, man. I like them. I like RK Bro, dude. I really do. Like, I know they throw a lot of these tag teams together, but I like the fact that, like, he gave Riddle the rub, like. You know what I mean? Like, cause Riddle was having problems before all that shit. Like he really Yeah, no, he, was. he was having problems. Like he had beef with Goldberg. That shit didn't go well in the back. And people were thinking that he was aloof and shit and not really serious about things. And then they paired him up with Randy and, and you know, that shit got over. And you know, Randy giving him the rub, it helped him out a lot. So
1: uh I don't know. I don't know. See, I think And that's the only thing I don't like about it is, is that, are you going to have, because you want Riddle to get the rub from Randy. But at the same time, you don't want Randy to lose right when he gets back either.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's kind of like, where are we, where are we going with this? Um, I don't know, man, but I think it's going to happen because SummerSlam's right around the corner. You got to build that up.
0: But I know Kurt Angle was saying something. Kurt Angle said something on his podcast about that he thinks Randy's coming back real soon. That's what
1: I'm saying, man. I think, I definitely think Randy Orton comes back in this capacity. Maybe, and maybe it's the feud help riddle. Maybe that's what they do in the beginning. Yeah. And they, maybe they they bring back and then maybe the turn happens at SummerSlam. Because I don't know, can you bring RK Burrow back? And do it all the way till Mania to maybe have a match at Mania?
0: Nah, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't. So I'm trying to figure out what because I, I feel like right now the tag team they're they're kind of lost right now as far as the tag team thing. I don't think they really know what to do now that they because I think the big like the money shot was Kevin Owens and Sammy winning the belts like that was the big that was that the echelon of that thing and now it's like okay well what now what do we do cuz like we're not going to keep continuing with this bloodline shit cuz the bloodline's doing its own thing right now it's imploding and yeah you know you don't really have you have these tag teams there but you don't really seem to be doing much with
1: them. I think they need to get the titles off KO and Sam.
0: they really should um I think it's been long enough. As much
1: as I like them being champs, yeah. they need to get them off.
0: But I don't I think it's been long enough. They've had, you know, if they've had the belts a good amount of time or whatever. It's fine. Um and I think it's time for actual tag teams to get the tag team belts like yeah.
1: Yeah. Well speaking of tag teams, then next on the card, the WWE Women's Tag Titles, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler who just unified the NXT one, so whatever. They're probably just going to drop those titles. Are taking on the returning, my girl, Liv Morgan. Bro, did you see Raquel Liv Gonzalez. Morgan
0: not this week, last week when she came out? Or was it on SmackDown that she came out? I think it was SmackDown.
1: It was just, yeah, she just returned. Did you,
0: bro? Yes. She was looking good. Real yeah. good. Good yeah. lord. Um, I love jean so, shorts. Something about jean shorts. Just,
1: so, yeah. So, my thing is this we got Ronda and Shannon champions, right? We both wanted that. I'm honestly cool with it. Now we dropped these NXT titles. They made it known on SmackDown. They'll be defended across all three brands.
0: Yeah, so did I miss something? Did they win those titles?
1: So they did a uh, unification match. Triple H is trying to get rid when of all When did that happen? Shit. I don't even... This past Friday on SmackDown. They faced Alba F- Fire. And they beat East them. O'Don. Yes. Wow. And a decent match. It wasn't a squash or anything. Like, good competitive match. Um... I don't know about good, but competitive match. Um, and then Raquel was watching Ringside. And me, I was like, that's kind of fucking random. You know what I mean? And then uh, Raquel was walking away. Rhonda did oh. a terrible promo to talk shit to her to come back to the ring. And then Raquel got on the rope. And Turner said, Well, I'm here, but I'm not alone or something mm. like that. And Liv Morgan came out and wow. they made the match for the money in the bank. So I think you've got to have Rhonda and Shayna win. Um, these titles can't keep flip flopping, and I feel that's what they've been doing since they because since they brought them back, and that was in like September. Remember, it was Raquel and Aaliyah at first. Yeah, then it went to Damage Control, then it went to Bliss and Asuka. then it went back to Damage Control, and then from Damage Control went to Becky and Lita, <laughs> and then did Rhonda. Yeah, I, I think, think Ronda they lost and it Jan to them. Be yeah. Becky and- yeah, right. Did they beat it? Yeah, because Raquel. or oh, have Raquel and Liv been tag champs?
0: Who did uh, Becky and uh, I
1: think Raquel and Liv at been tag? Didn't champs. they
0: win that four way? They gave somebody, uh, somebody gave the titles up or something like that. Didn't they have a tournament? Uh, no, Raquel,
1: Ra- Raquel and Liv won, and then Liv got hurt. The titles because that's when Trish did the thing, the turn. I think. And then Ronda and Thing beat them. Oh, okay. Yeah, but anyway, I'm going with Ronda and Shayna. Who do you got? Yeah, same.
0: I don't I don't see the purpose of you putting the belt on Ronda and Shayna and then just taking it off that quickly unless, I mean, it's for the WWE woman's title or is it for both belts? I don't, I'm confused now.
1: I don't know. I, I just put WWE yeah. women's titles. Not I don't even know if they're going to come out with all four belts. It was
0: funny because I saw Ronda holding both belts, and I was like, hold up, bro. Wait a second. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like I- what
1: I'm curious, so this is – because, yeah, Ronda didn't fight at Clash in the Castle. It was just Shanna and Liv. I'm curious because the UK is big into the UFC world. And this is their first time seeing Rhonda. Hmm. But it's also diehard wrestling fans, so I wonder if Rhonda's gonna get like that pop. She might get a mixed a they, mixed
0: like high. I would say she's gonna get like a mixed positive rea- closer to positive than negative reaction.
1: Yeah. But yeah, this one, I think this match is gonna probably between be between like the main event or after one of the money in the bank matches to cool down. But next you got the women's money in the bank. Uh, Trish Stratus versus Zoe Stark versus Bailey versus EO Sky versus Becky Lynch versus Selena Vega. Um I'm going I'm personally going with EO.
0: For the woman's money in the bank. I think it's gonna be Becky Lynch.
1: Becky Lynch? Yeah, okay. I think okay. it's gonna be Becky Lynch. I think this match has potential to be good. Not yeah. saying like it's gonna soccer. But you know what I mean? Like I think I think this one can be good. You got I mean, some workhorses in there. Trash. I mean,
0: you got Bailey, you got Becky, you got Zoe Stark. In there's a workhorse. Uh, EO yeah, Sky, EO's obviously, is a, a workhorse. Horse. And Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus. That match that she had two weeks ago, that was like her first uh, singles match in like, I don't know how many decades, and she was great. She was great in a singles match. So,
1: yeah, and then Zelina can do some cool shit too oh, as yeah. she goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think. I think this one's going to be really good. I have a feeling EO is going to do something crazy. Jump off of something high. Yeah, she's going to jump off something. I could see Zelina. I think Zelene is going to have a big spot in this match for somebody.
0: Yo, I, I, I know but, I sent you that. Um, did you end up watching that Penta Penta Oscuro versus EO yes. Sky? Yo, I've yes. never seen a. I ne- I'm going to say it. Fuck it. I never seen a bitch jump off. Of, I never seen some crazy shit like that. That was completely unsafe. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that she did that shit. For those of you who don't know, she jumped off like in the, in in Lucha Underground. They had like an arena, and she went to the top of the arena and she jumped off in you know, like a plancha onto Penta, which was fucking insane, and won the insane. match,
1: which was crazy fucking crazy she's nuts yeah so there's gonna be some good spots here um to be honest and this is a good thing I'm going for EO but I really wouldn't care if any of these women want even like Trish I really would not care I think it'd be intriguing to see like a legend win the brief
0: yeah that'll just continue um, her storyline that would be good too
1: yeah and next we got the men's money in the bank we got Logan Paul Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, Butch, Damian Priest, L.A. Knight, yeah, and Santos Escobar. I'm all in on the L.A. Knight fucking train. Yeah, I'm, I'm on, I'm on percent, the train. Man. I got
0: my ticket. I'm sitting front yeah. row. the The train's smoking. It's going 500 miles an hour. I am on the train. I am on the L.A. Knight train.
1: Yeah, um, dude, I don't care. Everyone, some people are saying he was trying to be like a that promo he did last, not this past Monday, the Monday before. Yeah, I got a map, and you shove all those prime bottles because that briefcase's got one name on it, and it's everybody's saying. Yes. Uh, yeah, like
0: you only get you only get these opportunities so many times in wrestling where somebody's so over. Just give the fucking fans of what they want. Let him win, let him have the pop, let him do his thing, let him have the briefcase. Just let him create and do his thing and see where it goes. If it fucking fails, it fails. Whatever, but I don't think it's going to because this guy is fantastic. I think he's just gonna excel. So just let him do it. Let him go out there with Seth yeah. Rollins and, and challenge him for the title. Put the belt on him yeah. for fuck's sake. Even I don't care. I know.
1: I would love. I would love to see him. Imagine if he wins in the same night, cashes in on Seth Rollins. Hell yeah. Let him fucking do I'm it. I'm all in. And I it's just Logan Paul's in that match. He
0: ain't winning that shit. It's, ain't no fucking yeah, way. Bro, that pissed me off. Like all, all these guys are having all these round robin uh qualifying matches to get into this fucking match, and then this dude just shows up and he's like, Hey, I made money in heal. the bank over here. Oh like, I don't know why he I'm that
1: happy yet. he's yeah. finally being a, I'm happy he's finally being the heel though.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's fine. But it's just like, what the fuck? This guy just shows up. You couldn't have him at least show up that Monday and have a match, a qualifying match, and win it. So you can at least be like, okay, I'm winning so that's
1: the thing, because they advertised him for Raw. I get it, for the ratings. But imagine if you Logan Paul's wrestling on Raw. And even if you did something really heelish, like have him face like a Kira Dezawa. Yeah. Like someone who always well, gets a you know? um, Make up a fucking I qualifier. hope and Ricochet have a... I hope him and Ricochet do have a cool moment. That's what I think something.
0: is gonna. They're gonna do something where they kind of like take each other out again. Um,
1: I hope they do because I'd like to see them two at Summerslam. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's why Rick. Maybe that's why Ricochet's been on this little winning streak. Because maybe they're gonna do that. Because yeah. that'd be a dope that'd be match. fucking cool. That'd be really cool. Who's your pick, though?
0: Oh, you I'm on on a, I told you, bro. I'm on the train. I have my ticket in hand. I'm sipping my gray Earl Grey tea. the The train's smoking. It's going 500 miles an hour. I'm on the L.A. night train. Yep, I'm all in. Um, we forgot about we forgot all about poor poor old Santos Escobar.
1: I think he's gonna have a highlight in this match too, though. Like I think yeah. he's gonna
0: he's gonna have he's gonna I be great gonna, in there. But it's just like, damn, he ain't winning that goddamn match. Nah,
1: so another L for
0: the LWO.
1: Same with Butch.
0: Wah, wah, wah.
1: Oh, whenever I hear Butch, I always laugh. Pat McAfee last summer. Remember when Butch went missing?
0: Yeah,
1: he had Sonia Deville on the show. Like, where's Butch? And this, yeah, where's Sonia? Where's Butch? I don't know, every time I hear it. But anyway, next week got in the World Heavyweight Championship match, Seth Rollins uh, defending against Finn Balor. I'm just going to be quick and to the point here. Come on. Um, uh, I think Seth Rollins retains here. Jeez. And we get that Drew McIntyre returned. Yep, Seth Rollins is going to retain here. I think it's going to be a good match. We'll probably get some shenanigans with the judgment day, I assume. But end of the day, <sighs> Seth Rollins retains and Drew McIntyre returns, and Claymore kicks the shit out of him. How about that?
0: How about Seth Rollins has his brutal match with Finn Balor. He ends up winning. Drew McIntyre shows up. Claymore throws him into the steps. Throws him into the other steps. Throws him into the railing. Throws him back in the ring. Claymore, he walks out. And here comes LA Knight's music. Oh, boom! yeah. Gets in there, hits his finisher. Boom, one, two, three. We got a new champion. Let's go, fucking
1: Triple H. Book that shit. I'd be down for that,
0: but I kind of want to see Drew
1: get a title shot though. Yeah, true. Well, he can
0: uh I mean, you're going to have Drew do that. He's going to feud with Seth Rollins for a while. Um that'll get him back in, you know, his ring shape, he'll be, you know, he'll get his feet wet again. Meanwhile, LA Knight could just continue on. Uh there's plenty of people for him to feud with. He could feud with Judgment Day, Damian Priest, Finn Balor, whoever. Um And then they can hook back up later. I mean, they can always... There's plenty of time to do all that shit, so... Yeah, I would like to see that, though. That would be fucking really cool. I would love to see that. be champion, bro. That would be fucking Yeah, same, dude. Oh, that's gotta happen. And it wouldn't hurt that at all. He he has that fucking match, and then Drew comes out and just destroys this guy after the match, and Claymores him twice, and throws him into the stairs, and throws him in the ring, and then he gets beat. That's not gonna hurt him at all, bro. That's, he got screwed. That's how everybody, I mean, that's how I'd see it. He's like, he just got screwed. So I would, oh my God. The thought of LA Knight being champion is fucking, I'm salivating now because of that.
1: Yeah. And (laughs) And then in our main event, which I'm assuming is the main event, we have the bloodline civil war the WWE Undisputed Universal Champion teams up with the Enforcer or the Street King. I don't know what his name is now. <laughs> uh, Solo Sokoa taking on the Usos. Um, as we all know, Jay and Jimmy turned on the bloodline last week. Oh, I forgot what happened on SmackDown. The Usos prevailed on top, though. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I
0: like how they, they showed up his... last night and beat the shit out of their little brother.
1: <laughs> I know. That was pretty dope. Um, I'm not going to say what we what I kind of what I said to you about the match on the pre-show so if people didn't hear it they kind of maybe um and that has nothing to do with my pick honestly either I just don't want to mention it but I got Roman and Solo winning the Usos have been kind of too uh, Friday's going to determine a lot but they both fucked up they've been just fucking up Roman to be yeah. honest so it's kind of like when you keep when you're up so much that you got to come down right so personally I got a thing. Um, I I got the bloodline going.
0: I have uh, two thoughts about this. Um, we talked about this on the pre-show, and I had an uh, I had a thought that, um, WWE would bring in the Gorillas of Destiny to kind of like replace the Usos, um, and help them maybe not win the match, but just come out at afterwards and they can do a whole angle after that. Now, my only issue with that is, well, the fact that it's in, it's in London, right? The fact that it's in London, they would get the pop because people over there know who, who they are. Uh, Probably a lot of American audiences wouldn't be familiar with G O D and would be like, who the fuck are these guys? Um, So the the reaction would be like mixed. So that wasn't like an idea I had, that they can do, but I'll be honest with you, bro. And I say this with all due respect to this angle. I don't want it to sound like I'm, I don't care, but like, I don't care who wins this. I just want to see what happens. Like, I don't even know where they're going. I don't know who can possibly win this match. I don't know what angle they're going to come up with, but I'm like, yo, if Roman wins, cool. If the Usos win, cool. I just want to see this continue and see where it's gonna go next so i'm like i don't even care about the pick like honestly i would say roman, is it though i would say roman, roman and solo win because you're not gonna beat roman yet eventually roman will lose <laughs> but it's not gonna be here so um you know i would say that they win and then something definitely happens after the match what's gonna happen i don't know but i want to see yeah. it. yeah
1: yeah, well I think that's gonna do it for us.
0: See, we summing gave you up. guys a plus size episode of uh wrestling and is trash for a one hundred fifty.
1: Summing up, we need we need Vince to go away. We need AEW to bring back for Door forever, ever and ever. Yes. And,
0: and stopping mark this
1: Saturday this Saturday starts the weekend of the wrestles in the UK. Yeah. Granted, there's like a month and a half in between shows, but you get what I mean. Two big shows this oh, summer yeah. in the UK. Um, as far as me, you can follow me, Twitter and Instagram, at Nick Anicelli. But most importantly, follow our pages. As Lou said, he runs that Instagram at WrestlingIsTrash. I'm on that Twitter at Wrestling B Trash, And follow us on YouTube. We'll be dropping all the fire content on YouTube. Wrestling Is Trash. Like, share, comment, subscribe. But mostly subscribe, share, watch, everything. Just do it all. Please, please, please. Um, and as always, we'll we'll be back. What you got for him, Lou?
0: Absolutely. Uh, you already know Lou from the BX, the Everything Podcast on Instagram. From there, you hit the link. You'll have access to all the content, including Wrestling is Trash. Um, I will say that next week, we are going to figure out exactly what we're doing because 4th of July is literally on Tuesday. So... Um, Mm -hmm. whether or not we're able to record on Tuesday or we'll figure something out in the week. But I will say next week's episode should be our mid-year show because it's literally 188 days is the middle of the year and that 188 days is in the next week. So it's literally the midpoint of the year. Perfect time for us to do our mid-year recap of uh, all the wrestling of the mid-year. So We'll bring that for you. And uh, we thank you guys again so much for joining us on Wrestling is Trash, my friends. So, from. Have a good one. And Nick, we say enjoy wrestling. Have a good one. Peace out.